Hi, I'm Andre. And I'm Niles. This is Talk. And today we'll be talking about film cars. More specifically, Fast and Furious and Need for Speed. Right, first off, we have the extremely iconic Dodge Charger that Dominic Toretto rides. So, it's a 1970 Dodge Charger RT and it was built by Dom and his father in his youth. Um, this car holds enormous sentimental value as well as being as well as appearing throughout the whole franchise. This car um, appears in some of the earlier films as well as Fast and Furious 7. This car always um, appears at a difficult time for Dom um, and is very very iconic. Yes. Right, into the specs now. It uses a Force BDS 871 Rootstar Supercharger, I have no idea what that means, with chrome-plated plastic attached to the hood. It has 900 horsepower and a rear-wheel drive. It used a hydraulic ram for the burnout wheelie scene in some film. However, the Hemi that appears during the garage reveal sequence, the Chrysler 426 V8, was not used for action sequences but a 383CI from Mopar was used in its stead. In Fast and Furious 5, um, this vehicle appeared many times and they actually ended up using six of these. Um, the rarity made them difficult to procure in mint condition. Um, they, they ended up, the film crews, purchasing them in terrible conditions and having to work on them ready for the films. They were constructed with a blown um, 528 cubic inch um, Hemi V8. In Furious 7, the off-road Dodge Charger that Dominic used was designed with off-road capabilities to handle rough terrain. According to Dennis McCarthy, the production team built the off-road RT with a Pro 2 chassis with a Dodge Charger body on top. The off-road Dodge Charger was built to resemble a car from the original Mad Max films, so that's a fun fact for you. Primarily on account of difficulties finding grills and tail panels for the vehicles, so it got easier for them. Eleven of these off-road chargers were built for the production of the film with these shells. Um, they were a little more um, like roofs and pillars. Um, like most cars in the film, they were powered using LS motors. However, McCarthy states that um, Dodge worked with them to use the SRT motors as well. Next up, we have the Fast and Furious um, Tokyo Drift Mustang Fastback from 1967. Um, this Mustang was used by Sean in the final um, showdown with him and Di between him and DK um, when he challenged DK to a race down the mountain that DK had never been beaten on. Despite several close calls where Sean almost goes over the edge, he's able to win um, and becomes the new Drift King of Tokyo. The 1967 Ford Mustang Fastbacks used in the Tokyo Drift film were built using 68 Mustang models. It took the production team a total of two months to install the Nissan Skyline GTR engine in their 67 model. Additionally, a 430-inch Windsor motor with 9-inch rear end and a spool was used. The horsepower of the motor was brought closer to 500 HP as a result. Two Mustangs using the same specification were built for the film. There were other upgrades as well, like brakes, racing seats, seven-spoke wheels and a ro rear roll cage. Extra headlights have been removed so that the front mount intercooler can access an efficient air supply. Next up, we have the Nissan Skyline GTR R34, 
which appears in Turbo Turbocharged Prelude and Too Fast Too Furious. In the Turbocharged Prelude, Brian can be seen buying this car after fleeing from some police. Um, he buys this car, as I said, used car dealership, and later is seen um, painting it, giving it badges. He uses this to participate in more money, in more races on his way down to Miami. In Too Fast Too Furious, Brian uses this at the start in the street race hosted by Tej, um, where he races against some of his friends um, for money. Um, kids don't do it. Toyota Supra, he competed against Toyota Supras and Skylines. Toyota Supra put up a good fight, however, ran wide, allowing Brian to take the lead. He won this race, however, um, the cops showed up, so he had to um, Scarpa, however, um, a US agent um, took down his car and he was arrested. Now for the specs. The Skylines produced for the films were all R34s. They were powered by 2.6 litres, 24 valve, straight 6 in the engines bay, and they were rated at 280 HP. The R34's engine feeds a 6 speed gearbox that in turn sends power to the all-wheel drive system which varies the torque split. This four-wheel steering was so strong that they had to remove the front drive shaft from the vehicle and disable the Skylands four-wheel steering so quote it could misbehave like a regular car. Other features include a C-West body kit, HRE rims and the C-West spoiler wing. Brian's GTI is equipped with 2.6 litre twin turbocharger and the engine can push around 330 HP stock. Um, next up we have the iconic um, Toyota Supra. Um, this car is a legend among Japanese car enthusiasts. Um, in t the turbocharged prelude um, it is presumed that Dom has um, ditched this car after being given it um, by Brian at the end of Fast and Furious. Um, the, um, as it says in a newspaper, um, that the vehicle was found abandoned. In the in the Fast and Furious, um, Brian owes Dom a ten second car, and as a result, um, he brings back to Dom's garage um, this um, wreck of a Toyota Supra, and over what is presumed to be many many days, um, they restore this car back to its former glory. And then Brian is racing this car throughout the rest of the film. The Supra was rented from the technical advisor on the film, Craig Lieberman. Mods include a 2JZ 3.1 engine swap, and with some knowledge, you could easily boost that to 800 horsepower. Some T66 ball bearing turbo and a Delta II wastegate, stainless steel HTC coated custom header and a 100 horsepower nitrous oxide system, a turbo downpipe, a G-Ready Power Extreme exhaust, Profec B-Boost controller, a special intakes, and a racing clutch, plus an 11 pound billet flywheel. Appearance mods include M5 tuners, 19 inch dazzle racing heart rims, and custom graphics, as well as a DNT Precision Auto Shop logo. Moving on to another Japanese legend, the Honda S2000. Um, in Fast and Furious, um, Johnny Tran uses this um, and ends up winning Jesse's Volkswagen Jetta from him. Um, this car is iconic, um, and in it, Johnny Tran spawns the catchphrase, Too Soon, Junior. 
It was later um, used again in Too Fast, Too Furious, where Suki drives this in the same race as Brian is seen driving his Nissan Skyline. Um, this car is now decorated bright pink um, and is used quite a few times throughout this race. Now on to the specs. It has a custom set of pink vinyls and a bottle of nitrous oxide behind the seats. Its engine is a 2 litre aluminum alloy F20C1 inline 4 with a CompTech supercharger. It also features a Paxton Novi 1000 Tucan Industries exhaust with a non-functioning reactive chrome tip for some reason. Appearance mods include a Veilside Millennium body kit, Motegi Racing 18 inch rims and airbrushed artwork done by Noah of Noah Fine Art. Now I'm not sure about the horsepower, but if I had to guess it would be around 500 maybe? About there. Next up is yet another Japanese legend, the Mitsubishi Lancia Evolution M8. This is used in, again, Too Fast Too Furious, um, where Brian is given these this by the US Customs. Um, this um, is the car he uses for street racing and ultimately his part of his drive down to the Keys uh, before he switches cars. This car is an icon and a rallying legend. All but one of the Lance Revolution 7s used in Too Fast and Furious were actually Mitsubishi Lancers made to look like the Evo 7. One of them was a left-hand drive Evo 7 imported from Europe, so the performance you'd take from them is not as good as you'd expect from an Evo, but it's film magic, so who cares? This car, um, our next one, is again used in Too Fast, Too Furious. We've got quite a lot of these. Um, but this time is used by Roman, and it is the Mitsubishi Eclipse Spider GTS convertible. This car is um, Roman's version of the Mitsubishi Evo. Um, again, used for street racing all round and um, part of their trip down to the Keys. This car, it, along with the Evo, was driven out of the main parking lot where a lot of street racers exited. Brian and Roman to um, make a swap of cars. This car was driven by um, Tsuki, who drove the Honda S2000 in the same film. The Spider was given a resplendent metallic silver and purple web design, along with a shine street wide body kit rear wing, APC carbon fibre hood, a Genera slash TYC Euro taillights and a set of Lowenhardt BR5 rims. It also had a GPS device spidered into all of the main components un underneath the hood, as well as the custom Vanity Florida plate that read HHTR or HATER. Typical Roman. Yet one more Japanese legend for you, Subaru Impacta WRX STI GH from 2009. This was used in the original Fast and Furious when Brian gives Dom um, the destruction of his Chevrolet Chevelle and Brian's Nissan. Brian drives this car later as part of the Fast and Furious after hiding $60 million worth of product. Um, again, during Fast and Furious 6, um, after a gathering of street racing in London, a group of racers sit outside the doors of their um, um, Subaru um, Impreza's WRX STIs um, as they drive it on two wheels. In the first Fast and Furious, they modified the car to have Remus headers, Cobb exhaust pipes and a Remus muffler. Appearance mods include 18 inch NK rims and a Velside body kit. In Fast and Furious 6, 
D'Impresa uses no body kit and is painted similar silver paint scheme and large Subaru Technica International logos on it. Now on to one of Ford's rallying legends, the Ford Escort Mark 1. This car was used in Fast and Furious 6, um, where it was purchased by Tej Parker along with several other cars um, at an auction in London. He bought all the cars from the auction um, and had them shipped to the crew's safe house. Um, during the pursuit um, on the highway in Spain, Brian drives this escort. When he realises Roman is going, is in danger of being crushed in his Mustang um, by a tank, Brian dri- um, takes drastic measures in the Ford Escort to reach him. Brian makes use of the car's full rally spe- suspension and launches the car um, from a makeshift ramp created by a fallen bridge. Um, the car suffers minor cosmetic damage and has light trim falling off, but nothing major. Unfortunately, we couldn't find any specs for this car for some reason, even though it's a great car. Honestly, it looks great, and it's a great car. Now we move on to the iconic um, Need for Speed film, involving yet some more illegal street racing, but this time some more high-tech cars. First car in the Need for Speed movie is the Ford Mustang GT500 Need for Speed Edition. Now, what's interesting about this car is that they took a Mustang GT500 and they modified it especially for this film, so it is one of a kind, literally. First details on this one-off Mustang reveal that it features a custom-designed wide body, 22-inch alloy wheels and larger air intakes that will provide increased ventilation for the supercharged V8 engine found under its classic Mustang twin nostril hood. Of course, Ford will also offer a customised interior to fit with the Need for Speed theme. It was built in 2013 and it's a Mustang Shelby. It has 650 horsepower and a top speed of 190 miles per hour. It has a V8 engine and a 0-60 time of 3.5 seconds. This car um, is built by the Marshall Motors crew um, for Dino Brewster and is then sold for around £3 million. Toby then takes his car after getting out of prison um, to race at the secret De Leon um, against Dino. However, it is hit by a truck in San Francisco. Probably not accidentally, let's face it. But this... Then it's replaced by a Koenigsegg Agera R. This twin-turbo 5-litre V8 Agera R can develop 1,099 horsepower and 1,200 Nm of torque. It's paired with a 7-speed clutch, which enables the 1.3-ton beast to accelerate from 0 to 100 in 2.9 seconds, 0 to 200 in 7.5 seconds, and a... Progression between 0, 200 and 0 in 12.7 seconds. The top speed of the Agera R is about 390 kilometers per hour. In terms of efficiency, owners can expect to have CO2 emissions of 310 grams per kilometer driven. On the design front, the Agera R has an aerodynamic carbon fiber body which creates an impressive 300 kilograms of downforce at 250 kilometers per hour or 155 miles per hour for the Brits out there. Additionally, the exterior boasts an adaptive rear wing, a removable hardtop and an aggressive rear diffuser. Inside, the cabin is outfitted with leather upholstery, power windows, 
GPS navigation, and a premium audio system with iPod slash USB connectivity to listen to Spotify podcasts, especially this one. If that isn't impressive enough, options include heated seats, four-point racing harnesses, a rear-view camera, and a, quote, naked carbon fiber body. Don't expect to be able to afford it, though, because it costs 1 million euros, or 1.4 million dollars, or 871,000 pounds. There are three of these cars in the film. However, the most notable is the red one kept by Dino after flipping Pete's car on the bridge. He then runs from the scene and denies he was ever there. Toby then gets this car and uses it in the Daily Own, which is the secret race, against Dino and beats him and proves that he did not kill Pete as everybody previously thought. The Bugatti Veyron Supersport 16.4 was used by English Paul at the last race during the film. With 1200 horsepower, a maximum torque of 1500 newtons, an acceleration from 0 to 100 km per hour in 2.5 seconds and a top speed of 415 km per second, the 2010 Veyron 16.4 Supersport made experts and car fans all around the world marvel at this performance data and shone bright as the new star in a Supersport's car sky. In the year of its market launch, the Veyron 16.4 already set up a speed record for streetcars, adhering to the Guinness World Record restrictions, an unprecedented 431.72 km per hour was reached, and then the Veyron was knighted as the fastest super sports car of its time. As of right now, the Veyron 16.4 Supersport is completely sold out. Sesto Elemento is driven by Dino Brewster in this film just in the last race, and is a limited edition marvel. Automobile Lamborghini is redefining the future of super sports cars with this very limited special edition car. The Sesto Elemento is a masterpiece of extreme lightweight engineering that demonstrates the outstanding expertise of Lamborghini in all areas of carbon fibre technology. Boasting an extremely lightweight construction thanks to advanced carbon fibre technology, the Sesto has an overall curb weight of just one tonne, including the V10 power unit and the permanent all-wheel drive. With its sensational power-to-weight ratio of only 1.75 kilograms per CV, this limited edition sports car offers unrivaled performance from 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in a record time of only 2.5 seconds. To top this all off, the engine delivers 570 horsepower to this little nimble ant on the street. Unfortunately for the next two cars, they don't really feature in the story a huge amount, so we will just be giving you specs. The first car we'll be talking about is the McLaren P1. It has a top speed of 217 miles per hour, or 350 kilometers per hour, 900 newton meters of torque, and 903 horsepower. Despite the limited production, the P1 had a comprehensive test program designed to ensure that the car and its state-of-the-art powertrain could deliver its extraordinary breadth of capability anywhere an owner might choose to take it. Prototypes and the engineering team travelled the world to ensure the car could function in the hottest and coldest climates, and, of course, the toughest environment of all, Germany's Nürburgring Nordschleife, and the need to meet the project target of a sub-7-minute lap. The P1 was built to deliver a sub-7-minute lap of the Nordschleife. For perspective, 
706 was quick enough for James Hunt to secure pole position in his McLaren M23 at the last Formula 1 race to be held at the track in 1976. For McLaren's engineering team, successfully meeting the challenge would mean both validation of their work and confirmation of performance icon status for the McLaren P1. The Celine S7 is 10 years old but still remains one of the world's fastest cars ever. This is due to its 7 litre aluminium V8 which paired with Garrett turbochargers attached. The great big lump of power is mounted in the middle and attached to a 6 speed manual gearbox driving the rear wheels and um, has 750 horsepower and boasts a 6 the uh, 0 60 time, 2.8 seconds, and a top speed of 248 miles per hour. It's not even the most powerful iteration. Now we move on to yesterday's big motorsport event, the Mexican Grand Prix. It was a very close race, ended up with only two seconds between first and second. Lewis Hamilton won it um, by a narrow margin from Sebastian Vettel, with Valtteri Bottas bringing up third. With Charles Leclerc, Albon of Red Bull, Verstappen, Perez, Ricardo, Gasly and Hulkenberg rounding out the top 10. Down at the other end of the field we had Raikkonen and Norris who both did not finish the race. So that wraps up our first episode of Motor Talk. I'm Andre. And I'm Nas. And we wish you a good day. (laughs)